It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, May 7th, 2021. Your boy Q here, as always, ready to finish off this week really, really strong. I've been enjoying the shows that we've had all week long, getting to know the series, and uh, we've been getting to know each player that the Raiders drafted, and I have to be the first to admit, man, on Thursday, I went straight to Nate Hobbs. I got so caught up and so excited about the conversation and the interview that I had talking about Nate Hobbs and the fact that I had to go and re-record it because it was all messed up. I forgot, and I skipped right over Tyree Gillespie, and luckily someone reached out to me by way of Twitter and was like, Q, did you forget about Tyree Gillespie? And I did. And it's crazy because I already had the interview done. I mean, I could have just thrown it onto the show and called it a day, but uh, I was so caught up on the excitement and and being mad about my interview being jacked up about Nate Hobbs that I just put that on the show. So I went to the fifth round on Thursday. So on today's show, I'm going to have to go to the fourth and the seventh round. So that's what we'll do on today's show. Uh, Today's show is being brought to you by rockauto.com. Great selection, super low prices, all the parts your car is ever going to need. rockauto.com. Let them know that Locked On Raiders podcast sent you. So coming up on the show today, segment number three, I'll be talking all things Jimmy Morrissey. My guy Chris Carter from uh, Locked On Steelers, also DKPittsburghSports.com. He'll join me to talk all things center Jimmy Morrissey, the seventh round pick for the Raiders, uh, number 230 overall out of Pitt. That'll come up in segment number three. Segment number two should have been on Thursday's show, but it's going to be on today's show. My conversation with John Miller, host of Locked On Mizzou. We'll talk all things Tyree Gillespie, the fourth round pick out of Mizzou, pick number 143. Here in segment number one, news and notes of the day, and I'll try to get to a couple calls as well here in this segment to try to close out the week really, really strong. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Off top, the Raiders signed an offensive lineman on Thursday, guard Markel Harrell. They sent out an email saying Harrell originally entered the NFL as an undrafted free agent. He signed with the Bills following the 2020 NFL draft. He spent the virtual offseason with the team and was later signed to their practice squad in December for the remaining five games of the campaign. He's a six foot three, 307 pound guard from Georgia. He spent five seasons at Auburn and appeared in 43 games with 31 starts during his time with the Tigers. Two year starter from 2018 to 19, named third team All SEC by Phil Steele for his contributions to 2018. Harold was also a five time member of the SEC academic honor roll while with the program. So, Markel Harold, uh, offensive lineman, signs with the Raiders on Thursday. Uh, I got hit up on Twitter saying, Hey, Q, what do you think about this? Look. This is a guy who signed. He's going to be a depth piece. That's it. You know, he's going to be a guy that they'll take the training camp with them and he'll get some reps. And he's not a guy that I expect to make the team. He's not even a guy I expect to make the practice squad. He's just a guy. As far as I'm concerned, now he could surprise me, but just by hearing what he was able to do with the Buffalo Bills following the 2020 NFL draft and really didn't do a whole lot of anything, and then being a, a third team all SEC by Phil Steele, I kind of feel like this guy is kind of just a fringe player. You know, he's probably a, more of a practice guy, more of a training camp guy, a camp body, and then call it a day so no big deal but just wanted to go ahead and update you and let you know that a new offensive lineman is in the fold guard Markel Harrell 
Also, the NFL released off-season workout dates. And, you know, we always get excited when it comes to dates in the NFL. We're excited about next week when the schedule release comes out and you see all 17 games that the Raiders will be playing in, when they'll be on the road, when will their bye week be, how many games are in a row at home. I mean, there's going to be so many ways that we break down the schedule once it comes out. That's going to be May 12th. But uh, the, the NFL did release the just the off-season workout dates. And so for the Raiders, OTA off-season workout Workouts May 25th through 27th and June 1st through June 3rd, then June 7th through June 10th. That's OTA offseason workouts. Then mandatory minicamp, June 15th through 17th. Then rookie minicamp, May 7th through 9th. That is this weekend. So, uh, yeah, the rookie minicamp will get going tomorrow in Henderson, Nevada. And actually, there's only three teams across the league, the Raiders, the Jets, and the Colts, that are holding their rookie minicamps this weekend. The rest will schedule for next weekend across the league. So the Raiders are getting their rookies in quick, fast, and in a hurry this weekend. So there should be some good stuff that you hear or see, and I'll be monitoring what's going on in Henderson, but uh, maybe a first opportunity for some people and some media guys to get a look at some of these rookies. They're not going to be doing anything uh, real major, no big-time install or anything. Just get the rookies into camp, get them into the facility, and kind of get to know these guys so there should be some good stuff rolling out on monday following this weekend's rookie minicamp as far as the raiders go now let me go ahead and get into a couple calls and texts real quick straight off that locked on raider podcast voicemail line as this will be the last chance that i get to get in some for the week uh 707-654-4693 that is the number the first call comes from professor raider in ann arbor he's calling to talk about a grab bag of things including the raiders coaches from hugh jackson all the way up to john gruden and how that relates to the jim trotter comments about the Raiders' state of the franchise, the importance of this year, and then he has a question for Raider Nation and myself as well. Here he is, Professor Raider in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Hugh, what's up? This is Professor Raider in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Thought I'd give you a call again, and uh, just wanted to give you some feedback. I appreciate the deep dives into the draft picks. So helpful just to get an idea and give some time to the, the local beat writers too, and they appreciate the exposure, I'm sure. But I appreciate that they... Uh, they're not all biased either. Like, oh, he's the best thing since sliced bread. They, they break it down. They give us some truths and, and some weaknesses and things to work on. So I appreciate that. Uh, just heard the Trotter quote, and uh, I think the Raiders did just enough to give me hope uh, with the different changes, new defensive coordinator, some good free agent signings, and a solid draft. I called you before. I was Mad about the Leatherwood pick, but I think I think it'll work. I think it'll work. So I wanted to talk about the 10-year contract, though, because that really gives Gruden a chance to rebuild and have accountability with, with the swings he's taken. So if you look back to Hugh Jackson, he swung with Carson Palmer, gave up a bunch of draft picks, and then he never saw that to fruition, right? He was gone before he could see what happened, which in the end of the day, we all know he kind of screwed the Raiders because – we didn't have any drafts yet. But uh Del Rio, I don't think he uh he didn't get to see the see things through. That is what it is. But uh we had a chance to get Gruden and that's what Mark Davis wanted. So his his big swing was trading for trading Mac away and Cooper. And so we'll see what happens. And he gets the, he gets ten years to see it through. At the end of the ten, it's almost halfway already, hard to believe. Uh, will be the judge. And I think this this is the year that we got to see. He's got no excuses anymore. He's got new defense. He picked up players. 
offense is humming. I, I hope he doesn't swing again and mortgage the future for Aaron Rodgers. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, last thing, though, I, I wanted to ask you about the, the depth of free safety. We've got Merrick. They traded Heath away. But we don't got a veteran backup. So do you think Cujo's going to back up both positions? Uh, or else we got a bunch of rookies or uh, special teams guys. So appreciate what you do. Keep it up. And uh, I'll keep listening. Thanks, you. There he goes. That's Professor Raider. And, yeah, man, the Leatherwood pick, it worked out better on day two since, uh, you know, Trayvon Merrick was picked up in, in the second round, in my point of view. Uh, they got some players that will fill the needs that they have for sure. I think Gus Bradley clearly had some influence in the draft, you know, so it's, now it's up to him to get things going. And as far as, you know, depth at the safety position, you're right. There's no veteran backup outside of Carl Joseph and Dolan Levitt. And Levitt is a guy that's best fit for special teams. So uh, they're expecting a lot of young guys to play, which could be good and it could be bad. Uh, they're really going to be leaning heavy on Trayvon Merrick, which I believe is going to be the starter, no doubt about it. You know, outside of injury, he should be a starter. think he's going to be really, really good. And, uh, you know, they're going to have to grow up quick, fast, in a hurry. And maybe Carl Joseph is kind of like that last line of defense for either one of those positions. A lot of Raider Nation wants him to be a free safety. I think that he's a more of a strong safety anyway, but who cares? It doesn't even matter what I think or anyone else thinks. It's what the Raiders uh, coaching staff does. Either way, he's clearly there for backup. He's not going to be a starter. So thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. Next up, I got a text from Eddie in Portland. He says, hey, Q and crew, Eddie in Portland here. These are my thoughts on next year's fifth-year options. Clee, purely wait and see. I lean towards picking up the option and going from there, but I can see re-signing him for a better deal or just letting the contract run out as well. Jacobs, I say pick up the fifth and draft a guy in the second or third round or maybe later, then let him walk after that. Running back lifespan, value, and a potential big contract, I don't think combined to make Jacobs worth it after next season. Abram, I guess wait and see this season is a smart play. I don't think he'll ever be a decent player, though, so personally I'd take anything I could get in a trade. Anything. That's from Eddie in Portland talking fifth-year options. And, uh, yeah, I'll tell you right now, as far as I'm concerned, they're going to pick up the fifth-year option on Jacobs. Klee and, and Jonathan Abram, unless Klee really kind of breaks out, and it's not because Klee's a bad player, but, I mean, a fifth-year option, you, you usually really exercise that if the player is really, really good and you feel like he's worth the worth it, you know? So depending on what he does this year, the one thing about Klee that I can say is a knock on him is that he hasn't been able to play a full 16 yet. He hasn't stayed healthy. And Jacobs hasn't either, but Jacobs has also put together uh, two back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. So uh, you, you could be right. They might go and, and let Jacobs run all, all five years and then just let him walk. That's a very strong possibility because of everything you said about running back's lifespan and, uh, you know, a potential big contract. So thank you so much for that text. Appreciate you. Next up, I got a quick call from Chuck in Austin. He's calling to talk about the draft, the playoffs, and he's ready for the Raiders to be there. Here he is, Chuck in Austin, Texas. Hey, Q. What's happening, buddy? This is Chuck out here in Austin. Big Raider fan. Uh, after I calmed down a little bit after the first pick, uh, I did a lot of film work on Leather Leatherwood, and that was actually a pretty decent pick. I mean, he's a mauler. He's a, he's an all-lineman. He'll be definitely a decent right tackle. I don't mind that. And they really cleaned up, I think, after that. But taking all those safeties was kind of strange. They're going to have a lot of competition in the defensive backfield. And signing Casey Hayward was a huge get. Uh, that guy's going to be money in Bradley's system. So hopefully this means playoffs this year, man. I am tired of not making the playoffs. Gruden's got to get his act together. All right, buddy. 
Have a great day. There he goes. That's Chuck in Austin, Texas. And I think it's about time that Raider fans should be able to expect the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, that should be something that Raider fans is faithful and as passionate as Raider Nation is. Raider Nation deserves the playoffs. They deserve to be rewarded for their years on top of years on top of years of following and fighting and arguing and cutting for the team. It's about time the team cuts for them. You know what I mean? I've been saying it for a while now. It's about time Raider Nation sees the reward of their faithfulness and their passion to the silver and black. They need to start rewarding Raider Nation with trips to the playoffs and consistency, getting to the playoffs on a consistent basis and making that, you know, not like, oh, that's a pleasant surprise, but that's the expectation, the playoffs every year. Chuck, thank you for that call. I definitely appreciate you. And finally, got a text from Appalachian Raider from the 423. Says, hey, Q. Appalachian Raider here from the 423 in Kingsport, Tennessee. Been listening a long time. Hit you on Twitter a couple times from at Slaw Pumpkin on Twitter, but first time texting in. That means he's a new booty. Shout out to you. I just want to thank you for doing everything you do. Keep me in the know on them Las Vegas Raiders. I suppose my two cents on the draft is finally feel like Gruden has really doubled down on bringing in competition to make these players earn their spots based on who does the best job on the field. I thought they did a good job in the draft personally. I know lots of people are up in arms about Leatherwood at 17, and I was too until they traded back up and got Merrick in the second round. So to me, they did what they thought was necessary to get their dudes. Can't hate on them for sticking to their board, which is exactly what good teams do. Thanks, Q. I'm sure you're Vegas bound. They would be lucky to have you. Happy single to mile, my brother. Margaritas for everybody. One love, Raider Nation. That's from Appalachian Raider. He's out from the 423. And uh, yeah, man, that's the, the thing about it. I feel like that, that the biggest thing I could take away from the draft is there's a lot of competition on the field, especially on the defensive side of the ball, which is what's needed. You know, guys can't be on scholarship. Guys have got to go out there and earn their jobs. And I think there's a lot of competition between behind Jonathan Abram. I think there's competition at the linebacker position. There's already competition that they made throughout free agency on the defensive line. I think a lot of guys got to earn their keep. The secondary, you know, bringing in Casey Hayward, that's going to make Damon Arnett have to step his game up and Trayvon Mullen for that as well. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of competition. I really see it really, really on the defensive side of things, and that's where it needs to improve the most. So, yeah, I think you're definitely onto something. And, uh, yeah, man, hopefully one day I'm telling you that I'm headed to Vegas, and that'll be, that'll be a great thing. Thank you for the, uh, the well wishes. I appreciate you. So that's all I got for you for uh, segment number one. Coming up in segment number two, going to get back to getting to know. The series continues. My conversation with John Miller, host of Locked On Mizzou. We'll talk all things Tyree Gillespie, who was a fourth-round pick out of Mizzou, pick number 143. That's coming up next here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about a couple of great sponsors here on the show, and that's betonline.ag. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They've got everything in full effect. Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA. They got it all covered. Uh, make sure you head over to the website, betonline.ag, either on your laptop or mobile device, and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for the bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the game. Get into the action. Head over to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On and you'll get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. I also want to tell you about Nugenics. And Raider fans, listen up. Nugenics is the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. It's offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, text DRAFT to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by testosterone, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy level and lean muscle mass. Plus, 
Text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help get you back in shape. Absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Nugenics Total Tea is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And like the TV ad says, she'll like it too. If you're over 40, don't let age get in the way. Get your edge back with Nugenics. There's a reason why Nugenics has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It's because it works. Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast as we continue with our series, Getting to Know. And this first one up is actually round four pick Tyree Gillespie. This should have been on Thursday's show. I just, I made a mistake, man. I had a brain fart. And so I apologize for that. But hey, no worries because of one of the great listeners who hit me up on Twitter and said, hey Q, did you forget about Tyree Gillespie? Uh, that's why he's going to be on the show today because I totally did mess it up. And so I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that it was pointed out to me and I was able to get this this conversation onto the show. So here we go. My conversation with John Miller. He's host of Locked On Mizzou. We talk all things Tyree Gillespie, fourth round pick out of Mizzou, pick number 143. Joining me now on the phone line is John Miller. He's the host of Locked On Mizzou, and you can find the podcast on at Locked On Mizzou. We're going to talk all things Tyree Gillespie, fourth round pick of the Raiders. Matter of fact, number 143 overall. And John, I definitely appreciate your time. And I saw your instant reaction uh, interview, or not interview, but video that you put out about Tyree being selected, saying that uh, he, he basically made some good money having a really good showing at Mizzou's Pro Day. Was it just him running the 40, or was it just everything that he did in general? Well, you know, honestly, I do think he did run a four, four, three, 40 yard dash at Mizzou's pro day. And, you know, quite honestly, I do think that made him a bunch of money that had to at least push him up probably around maybe two, possibly even three rounds. And as I mentioned before, it just seems like the Raiders traditionally, even though Al Davis is no longer with us. Well, Mark Davis is obviously <laughs> still with us. Right. It sure seems like they just love pure speed. They've always been a team that loves the 40 yard dash. So that's the thing about Tyree. I think he's obviously he's got the pure speed and he's got the aggression too. And that's something that I really like about him as a prospect from all the videos that I was watching of him. I mean, when he arrives, he arrives with uh, with bad intentions. Like he really comes and tries to lo lower the boom on him. No doubt about it. And I think, you know, if you want to criticize something about him, Maybe every once in a while he's taken not the best angles in the world. And maybe he's just a maybe a so-so tackler at the NFL level. But I'm telling you, it's not from a lack of want to or a lack of aggression. Tyree is actually, despite the fact that he ran such a really good pro, sorry, such a really good 40-yard dash at Mizzou's Pro Day, he was not a highly regarded guy coming out of high school, but obviously a really good athlete and somebody to me who's a developmental prospect who, if you can just maybe teach him a little bit of the nuances of the game, maybe just a little bit more, he could be a gem for the Raiders. Talking right now with John Miller, host of Locked on Mizzou. And as far as him, you know, playing the safety role, would you consider him strictly a box safety or do you feel like he's a guy who could play the single high as well? You know what? Honestly, I think he's probably more of a free safety type just at his size at okay. the NFL level. I think he measured out about six foot, 207. So, you know, and honestly, with the Raiders, you know, Jonathan Abrams to me is more of your, hey, put him in the box yeah. and, yep. and put a hurting on a guy type guy, right? So, uh, you know, if, if 
to me, Tyree is more of, yeah, like a cover one, cover three type single high safety. I guess the one thing, despite his really good straight line speed, maybe you might question, can he cover, you know, that much field at the NFL level side to side, you know, for a guy, obviously he's a mid round pick. All right. these guys are going to have question marks, but I think if, if you want to see something out of Tyree, can he do that? Can he open up his hips and cover the entire field side to side? That's something you'll want to see. But I will just say on, on a plus side for Tyree, too, he does have some special teams experience at Missouri, too, yeah. especially he got on the field early at Missouri as a freshman in special teams. So that may be a way he makes the Raiders as well. Yeah, no, special teams is definitely a good way to get onto the field early. You'll be, you know, quality depth as well. Uh, as far as just how he was on the field with the rest of his teammates, uh, was did you consider him a big-time leader or did you just kind of one of the guys? From all accounts, he's just, you know, a good dude and, you know, one of the leaders on team he's been around for four years you know I think he is a leader for sure maybe just a leader by example I don't know that he's necessarily the most uh, verbose guy in the world just you know I haven't heard that I, I can't really speak to that having not been in the locker room obviously right. especially gosh this 2020 season hardly anybody had any access right but I will just say if you want to look for some more positives for Tyree I thought really he may have played his best ball in the first game of the season against the Alabama Crimson Tide. And also I thought just against Kyle Pitts in coverage in the Florida game down wow. in Gainesville, I thought he had some good moments there against Pitts as well. And, and to me, you know, this has become an obvious opinion, but in the middle of the season, I just thought, my God, Pitts is an obvious star. So if, if Tyree can hang with him at least a little bit, that's a good sign to me. Yeah, absolutely. Pitts might go down to be like the best player that was in the draft that wasn't a quarterback. I mean, that's just how how good he he looks like he's going to be. So, yeah, if he's able to run with them, uh, that's that's pretty impressive. Do you feel like he's a guy that still has a, a, a lot of growth? Like like he has a lot of room to grow and that he's he, his work ethic is strong enough where he can grow into into bigger and better things. Yeah, actually, I do, because, again, weirdly, I almost think because he wasn't the most highly recruited guy in the world, but, you know, maybe he just didn't have that much football experience necessarily or maybe safety experience. So you think, OK, this guy has some obvious athletic ability, some athletic skills. And, yeah, like I say. From all accounts, he's a good guy, a guy who's liked by his teammates and a hard worker. And again, just you see the, the, the hurting he put on JT Daniels in the Georgia game on a blitz, for instance. He's not afraid of contact, you know, right. like to take a basketball example, you know, analogy, maybe like I can always I always like the guy who's who maybe is shooting a little bit too much because I feel like he, I can rein him in a little bit because he's not afraid. Right. Whereas the guy who's maybe afraid to take the shot, well, you know what? Tyree Gillespie is not afraid to take a shot on anybody. That's so I, I like I like an aggressive guy on my football team. That, that's just my bias. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I'd much rather tell a guy you got to rein it in instead of tell a guy Absolutely. I need more from you. <laughs> you know? I, I feel like that in every sport. I exactly. Really do. You know, a lot of folks said that, you know, the Raiders reached when they not only drafted him in the fourth round, but they traded up to get him. Is that kind of the approach that you took? Or, I mean, I know we talked about him making money at Mizzou's Pro Day, but did you kind of feel like maybe where they grabbed him in the fourth round and having the trade up for him was a little high as well? Uh, you know, to be perfectly honest, when it comes to fourth round safety prospects, uh, I wouldn't be a big 
hey, I'm going to trade up to get this guy necessarily. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense in terms of value. But, you know, it's hard for me as a Mizzou fan to talk him down, obviously. But, no, I'm with you. I think it's a little bit odd that you would ever trade up in, at that point in the draft to, to get a safety. But, hey, I mean, if he ends up being a guy who's a starter on your team, well, right. hey, it's worth it. You know, honestly – Again, I'm a Chiefs fan, Q. And, yeah, you know, yeah. A few years ago, the Chiefs gave up a lot to get Patrick Mahomes. And the moment they did it, I said, guess what? If he turns out to be a, a quarterback, a really good quarterback, I mean, way beyond what we thought. But even if he had turned out to be a solid starter, it would have been worth it. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, I was at that draft when they traded up. I think they went up from, what, 24 to 10? Um, yep. that was, I was standing right there. It was in Philadelphia, man. I was standing right there at the steps, uh, the Rocky steps. And as soon as they traded up, I knew exactly why I was like, Oh my God, they're going to trade up for Patrick Mahomes. And this dude's going to turn out to be a stud. And well, I ain't got to tell you the rest is history, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's funny though. You mentioned that you're, you know, a Chiefs fan because you said that in the video and you said, Hey, you know, I think that the Raiders got a good guy. I hate to say it as a Chiefs fan. Is, <laughs> is that more from just you covering, you know, Mizzou and covering him or because, Hey, this dude could actually be a, a impact player that you know the Chiefs are gonna have to face twice a year you know honestly that was just me kind of kidding around just as a, <laughs> as a Chiefs fan I, I was just kind of I just wanted to need all people like you Q you know I, I can't understand we're, we're buddies now right but we're, we're best friends now but you know I, I gotta needle you a little bit since you're a Las Vegas Raiders guy and and frankly I'm impressed with myself for saying Las Vegas because normally I say Oakland or possibly even Los Angeles every once in a while <laughs> but so Q can I just ask you something yeah I, I no, you're a California guy, right? How are you doing with this Las Vegas thing so far? You know, I wasn't a big fan of it when it was started talking about, you know, oh my gosh, they're going to go to Vegas. And I, I was really, I was probably the last guy that believed that it was really going to happen. I was in denial. But I mean, as a guy that had been going to the Coliseum for years, I kind of knew what the situation was and I knew that they needed a new stadium. And if they weren't going to get it done in Oakland. They, they had to go somewhere. And I, I'll tell you, I'd much rather them be in Vegas than L.A. Uh, I didn't want them to share a stadium with the Rams or share a stadium with the Chargers. So I'd much rather them be in Vegas by themselves and just be a bigger fish in a, in a smaller pond and just kind of own that market. And, I mean, if you think about Vegas, it kind of it kind of makes sense that the Raiders are there, right? I mean, if, if there's any team that's going to be in Vegas, why not be the Raiders? No, I, I'm with you. It does sort of make sense thematically, right? Yeah. It's like we, yeah, the Raiders, the, yeah, we're going into the, the, the biggest gambling market in the country. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. It, it does sort of make sense, doesn't it? But no, I, I actually had never thought about that as far as the Los Angeles angle, but I agree with you. I mean, look at where the Chargers are right now. Right. They barely have a fan base. Yep. I mean, it seems like they have more fans in San Diego still than they do in Los Angeles. So yeah, I think it would have been similar with the Raiders at this point. Especially, yeah, you don't want any part of Stan Kroenke. Those no. guys who are uh, Missouri people know, no, you don't want any part of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Well, this is good, man. It sounds like, you know, Tyree's a guy who can go in there and compete. At the very end of the day, he could be, you know, a, a special teams guy. He can maybe push Jonathan Abram for some action or or push uh, the uh, the other the other safety for some action. Whatever. Just kind of, you know, be a, uh, be a competitor and, and get out there and, and be, like I said, depth. So it sounds like uh, it sounds like it's not a bad pick at all. Uh, and I definitely appreciate you kind of spending a couple minutes breaking down, you know, what you've seen from him uh, while he was at Mizzou. Uh, let me ask you this. What do you have coming out on the podcast throughout the course of the week that uh, that that fans could be on the lookout for? 
Well, you know what, Q? Thanks for asking. And, uh, you know, I, I had some videos out on my uh, on my social media, on Twitter, Facebook, at Locked on Mizzou, just breaking down all the picks, my live reactions. But you know what? Uh, tomorrow morning, uh, Monday, as we talk here, I'm going to be recording and just kind of giving uh, maybe some more in-depth reactions to all the Missouri NFL draft picks. And, of course, anything that comes up with Tiger football Tiger basketball, all that good stuff. And hey, guess what, everybody? I'm actually a big fan of Locked On uh, Locked On Bets, and your boy <laughs> Q does a heck of a job hosting that thing with with Lee Sterling. So check that out if you want to make some money. That's my advice to all of you. There you go, man. I like it. I like the plug. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a professional pro plug. That right was there, everybody. that was classic right there. <laughs> that was a good one, man. John Miller, host of Locked On Mizzou on Twitter at Locked On Mizzou, uh, talking with me with all things Tyree Gillespie for. Fourth round pick of the Raiders, number 143 overall in the draft. John, thank you so much for your time, my man. I appreciate you. Hey, appreciate you, my friend. Q, you are smooth as hell. I enjoyed being here, man. So there was right there, getting to know Tyree Gillespie, fourth round pick out of Mizzou. He's a guy that I think is going to have to really try to put in the work. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to go to camp and, and really, you know, compete, compete, and compete, which is what you want him to do. He sounds to me like he's a depth piece. He sounds like a guy that, you know, is going to work his tail off and give you everything he's got. Uh, I just don't know how much he's going to see the field. I think he has an early role with special teams. Like, I think he really has an opportunity to get on the field early with special teams, and then anything else he can get after that is kind of gravy. But uh, not that I don't like to pick. I just think it's, you know, I think he could be a, a good player, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see as far as he goes. But uh, that's that's the good stuff right there with John Miller, again, host of Locked on Mizzou. Coming up next, Chris Carter, host of Locked on Steelers, also from DKPittsburghSports.com. He'll be talking all things seventh-round pick Jimmy Morrissey, number 230 overall, out of Pitt. That's coming up next. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is down to nine delicious flavors. They had so many different flavors. Now, right now, because they've been selling so much, they're down to nine. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Now, I did see where another one was coming, like spicy fire or something that's a, a really hot one. And I'm not too sure how I'm going to feel about that, but... Apparently, that one's on the way as well, so you can always look out for that. They also have occasional limited-time flavors, so you know be on the lookout for those as well. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you're not too sure which ones you like the most, get a mixed box. You can get two of each of the nine flavors, which will equal 18 bars, in one box. So you can do that right now. Don't forget, Mother's Day is this weekend, so maybe uh, maybe you got a, a woman in the house, a mother in the house that likes built bars, and you say, hey, you know what? I can go get you a, another box while we're at it. You know, Just kind of make it like a side, a side dish for a gift for a Mother's Day. Either way you look at it, uh, hook that up. Remember, it's, uh, it's Sunday, May 9th. It's this Sunday, so don't forget, fellas. Like old man Willie Brown would say, don't forget, fellas. Take care of your moms, all right? Exactly. So go ahead and order your Built Bars today. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 will get you 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15, 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Segment number three, it's coming up next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to continue and finish up, get wrapped up with our Getting to Know series. Going to be talking seventh round pick, Jimmy Morrissey, the center out of pit. And to help us break him down, my guy, Chris Carter, host of Locked On Steelers. Uh, also, he's from DKPittsburghSports.com, so he covers pit like a glove. He's going to join me to talk all things Jimmy Morrissey, and I think you'll really be pleasantly surprised with what you're going to hear about the seventh round pick out of pit. Joining me now on the phone lines to talk about seventh-round draft pick Jimmy Morrissey straight out of pit is my guy, Chris Carter. You know him from a host of the Locked On Steelers. We've had a lot of great interactions with each other, but also pit beat writer for DK Pittsburgh Sports. And how convenient, man, how convenient we go from talking about beefing about Steelers and Raiders to talking about a new Raider in Jimmy Morrissey. <laughs> and, you know, hey, what were your thoughts, man, when you saw that the Raiders grabbed Jimmy in the seventh round? Oh, I thought the Raiders got a really good sleeper pick in this draft. I I wrote an article about Jimmy a few weeks ago, uh, Q, and let me tell you, man, Jimmy's not the most explosive. He's not the he's not like the the, the crusher of everyone in front of him. But he is he is one of the one of the favorite players that Pitt fans rooted for over the past four years here in Pittsburgh. He's a center. He went he was a walk on player when he joined the team years ago. And he went from being a walk-on to, be, to quickly becoming a captain on the team. He's the guy that shows up before everybody else uh, you know, for every practice. Uh, and he really helped them in his, in his early years. He helped the rise of Pitt's offensive line uh, able to, uh, when they were able to go into 2018 and he started playing, they were able to go to the ACC title game that year. For a large part, they had one of the better rushing offenses in the uh, in the ACC, but then after that year, they lost a lot of talent. You know, one of their guys got picked up in the second round by the Vikings, um, and then you know they had they kind of had to reshape things. But the one guy who stayed consistent was Jimmy Morrissey because he was just being an excellent teammate, and you really saw that start to come to fruition over the last two years, where he was the captain of the offensive line and really just the captain of the offense. Just everyone kind of looked up to him, and when you watch this guy, you see the effort every play. You see him if he get, if he buries one guy he goes and gets another he's not mm-hmm. waiting around but also the sense of camaraderie the, the the leadership in the locker room it's something that I noticed when I was covering games at Heinz Field whenever a touchdown would score Q if it was a five yard run or if it was a thirty yard pass you'd see Jimmy Morrissey run into the end zone <laughs> to congratulate whoever scored every time nice and so I was like oh I was like that's pretty cool but then I'm watching the Senior Bowl right now mind you. Mind you, the story of Jimmy Morrissey getting to the Senior Bowl was crazy. Yeah. He didn't get a call until, yeah, man. The, for, like that, that's that's part of the story that I wrote where I was talking about was where he got a call the day before the game and was like, "Hey, can you get down here?" And he drove like an hour and a half, wow, all the way to the Senior Bowl. Showed up. They, then he had to wait three hours to do COVID testing. Then he gets into the, into like the lobby and and like the, his coaches are like, "All right, here's the playbook. Have fun." <laughs> and uh, he basically lined, he went to this game and he was, was like, hey, well, I guess I just got to play. And they lined him up at both guard positions and at center. And he really had a good game. Wow. But during the senior bowl game, what happens when one of his teammates, these teammates that he ain't even been with 24 hours, they score a touchdown. Guess who's the first person congratulating them in the end zone? <laughs> it's Jimmy Morrissey. 
Wow, that's awesome. That really is cool. You That piece that you're talking about is called What Makes Morrissey the Sleeper of the NFL Draft? Really, really good uh, right there on DK Pittsburgh Sports. I definitely encourage everyone to go check it out and read it. And uh, yeah, man, that Senior Bowl story was incredible. But another thing that stood out to me in that article was the fact that he has that chip on his shoulder because he was a walk-on. So if he's got a chip on his shoulder for being a walk-on, what kind of chip on his shoulder do you think he'll take to the NFL as being a seventh-round draft pick? Oh, listen, I talked to Jimmy about that um you know a- after his season was done and he was like oh i was like i'm already ready to use it you know, <laughs> you know he was like i know because like, i talked to him after the senior bowl thing he's like listen that was a chip on my shoulder he's like i'm used to be discounted or put or put aside because like when he when he was the walk-on he didn't get any offers he was like you know what i'm gonna just go to pit and make it happen there and that's what he did and he said he's done that all throughout his career i know for a fact jimmy morris he's sitting there since all right seventh round you know i'm used to this He's not intimidated. He's not worried. And in fact, he's he's charged in because he knows what it's like to come into the room, look around, and there's all these guys that would that you know expected to be picked to be the, to be in the room that he's in. And he's just like, look, man, he's not just happy to be there. He wants to be a better part of the team and a bigger part of the team. Um, and and, and not in an adversarial way because there's sometimes right. you know that can lead to you know bumping heads with teammates. But in a way, he's like, hey, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna earn your respect. And I'm gonna and and we're and we're gonna build that way. He, that, that's the thing, man. You get a locker room guy like that. So absolutely, and he was the walk on of the year this past year. I believe it was the Burles, Burlesworth Trophy that he won. Um, and, and that, that's because everyone around the country started to recognize, hey, that guy is special. Um, and like I said, he's not he's not your mauler. You know, right. like, like there's there's there were guys in this draft. Like you know, if you go look at you know Landon Dickerson from Alabama, you know he, he moves people out of a gap. Jimmy ain't that. I, I, you know, I'm not going to try and tell you that Jimmy's the like you know Dermani Dawson reincarnated right, like right. that. But I am telling you that this is a guy he'll like he'll he'll outsmart a defense if he if he he watches a ton of tape. If he sees a defensive tackle is highly aggressive with their hands, but maybe a little bit slower with their feet, he'll find ways to win those leverage battles. And in the ACC, he's faced a lot of guys like that up the middle, and he, and, and a lot of different teams. You know, he played against Clemson several times in his career. He's used to those types of things. So Raider Raider fans, you're getting you're getting this. You're getting a going to be used to that. And hey, he may not. He, he's probably not going to start for you this year. He's probably not going to be jumping in right away. But if you lose an interior offensive lineman this year. Feel comfortable, comfortable that you got Jimmy Morrissey to jump in and say, "Hey, he's he's probably going to, you know, at least you know, fill in and make sure that the the job is done." Because I watched him in that Senior Bowl game where he was like, "I've never played left guard," right? But I, but he was but he was picking up blitzes. He was he was rotating around. He was communicating, and that's the kind of guy you're getting. He's going to adapt to what you need. Uh, he's he's uh, he's he's really going to be someone that I think a lot of Raiders fans. Once you if he if he gets to be a starter for them. A lot of Raiders fans are going to like that guy. Well, you know, Chris, I mean, when you think about it, you know, seventh-round guys, you kind of look at them like, hey, they'll go to training camp. Maybe they'll have an opportunity to make the team. Maybe they'll be practice squad guys. But this sounds like right. a guy that really has a, a real-deal opportunity to to have a future with this team, regardless if maybe they do stash him on the practice squad to begin with. But he, he sounds like he could really stick stick with the team and, and be part of the future. Absolutely. And, and that's, my, that's my thing here is that, even if it doesn't, like, if it doesn't hit off the bat, like if he's not, it if he's not even started by his second year, if he's been put on the practice squad, he's not gonna. You know, some guys will turn, will turn in, turn the, you know, they'll turn in the, you know, they'll, they'll put a shell up and they'll be like, oh man, you know, and they'll get down on themselves, right. and and you see that, and you're like, and then, hey, hey, hey that, that's not bad against that person. This is a very high pressure situation. There's a lot of things that go into it, but Jimmy seems to shake off that. I've never seen him go, you know, go into his shell and be like, ah, oh, you know what. This just ain't for me. Even when, and listen, I'm covering Pitt and, and being a Pitt alum, 
I've seen a lot of pit beatdowns. Yeah. You know, I've seen a, right. I've, I've seen them get you know get raked over the coals by Clemson, Miami, Notre Dame. They they've had some rough games over the year. But in those games, you never saw Jimmy Morrissey quitting. You never saw him. You know, he was always fighting around. And then when they had their moments, when they were beaten on Miami or they were beaten on Virginia Tech or they were getting to the ACC title game, you saw Jimmy Morrissey right at the front leading the way saying, boys, let's go. Let's go get these guys. Um, and, and again, that's what you love about him. So, yeah, if he gets put on the practice squad, you know, it may be like, oh, man, it, it, that's he won't take it that way. He'll say, you know what? What do I have to do to get better? Right. How do I how do I earn my spot on this roster so that I'm not I'm not on the the the. Uh, the practice squad each week. So you're, you're getting a guy who's going to, who's used to overcoming those battles. And that's why I think Raiders fans should be confident. You know, this ain't the guys you go into camp saying like, man, he's going to change the whole team right, right away. Right. But he's the guy keep, keep your eye on because you, you may block and then eight years go by and you're like, Oh yeah, that guy was a pretty good Raider for the last two times we gave him a contract. Right, right, absolutely. Talking seventh-round draft pick Jimmy Morrissey right now here on the Locked On Raiders podcast with my guy Chris Carter, host of Locked On Steelers, also a beat writer for Pitt uh, for DK Pittsburgh Sports, has a really good article out on, on Jimmy, talks about what makes Morrissey the sleeper of the NFL draft. Definitely check that out. And Chris, just got a couple more questions for you as far as him being uh, all ACC Conference Center in 2019, 2020. Uh, that says something. Him being a captain, that says something. So to me, when you combine all that, everything you've mentioned, plus Oh, by the way, the Raiders were able to get him in the seventh round. That sounds like great value to me. Extremely good value. And, and, and it's a thing where I, I think also other guys that are that are playing at this level, they 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 have they they respect him a lot. Like for example, you know, he he went into that senior bowl game. There were pl- plenty of pit players who were already there. You know, two guys that got selected in the earlier rounds. Uh, Patrick Jones, who led the team with nine sacks this last year, Rashad Weaver. Uh, Patrick Jones went to the Vikings, Rashad Weaver went to the Titans. They were at this senior bowl. And like, you know, Jimmy shows up, you know, not even 24 hours before the game. And like he lines up against these guys and they're like, oh, snap, it's Jimmy. And they're like, they're, <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. OK, let's do this, man. And so they, they go at it and like they're joking with each other the whole time. But but they're also actually going at each other. And it's it, it's that kind of respect. that is like, man, like you can't help but feel for this guy. And like you said, value seventh round. That's where you, you know, that's where you go for the character guys on top of, you know, you're like, you know, there's a reason that this guy slipped here. Right. And yeah, go look, go look at his pro day numbers. Nothing off the wall. Nothing makes him stand out. But again, that was the same reason he was looked over in, in college. He wasn't overly big. He wasn't overly strong. He wasn't overly fast. But what he d- brought was the willingness to learn. And he does learn very quickly. And and he's also a huge student of the game. Dave Bordley, the uh, the, the pit offensive line coach, that, that, that guy, like, he's like, listen, man, whenever we have a meeting, whenever we have an adjustment or a, a, a team is coming, I, I'm setting up my questions or my quizzes for the guys to make sure that they're ready. Jimmy's already got questions to give me about, like, you know, how do I know what's going on? So that's the, that's the kind of guy that Jimmy Morrissey is. He's going to he's going to study your he's going to study your opponents. And uh, you know, if the Raiders are looking to to keep building an offensive line. And you want to get a young guy in there that's kind of in the middle of it and directing everything. That's what Jimmy does best. Like he keeps everyone on the same page. I can tell you in 2020 COVID days, and there were some guys that weren't available and there were some injury guys that went down and they had some freshmen to throw in there, but who kept everyone in line? It was Jimmy. And they nice. all looked up to him. And now, in fact, the, the guy that everyone's really excited about at Pitt, at Pitt Owen Drexel, they call him Jimmy Jr. Like he don't even <laughs> got his own name. And wow. they're just like, yeah, it's, it's Jimmy Jr. Yeah. He's, he, you know, this guy. So, that's the thing. You're getting a guy that everywhere he's gone and everything he's done, 
people have like have have nothing but respect for him. It, you know, there's no yeah. there's no red flags. There's no you know there's no injury history. This this is a four year starter, a captain, and uh, yeah, you, like I said, seventh round. That's that's great value, and that's why I say he's a sleeper center. I knew he wasn't going you know third fourth round. I was like, he's probably going you know anywhere between the fifth and the seventh round, and. Here he is, Raiders fans. I think you guys got a really good one. Keep an eye on him in these training camps. Yeah, definitely, man. And this has been great, man. Very, very informative. Uh, and I'll tell you, I think that what you said the most that stood out to me the most is like everywhere he goes, he leaves an impression. And I mean, when when you leave and people see someone else and are like, oh, that's Jimmy Jr. or whatever, you know, I mean, like that's that's a sign of endearment, man. That means that, that you really meant something to that program. So I think that's a big deal, man. That's that's really good stuff. Yeah, man. It, it, I think I think it's a it's a big deal for sure. And again, I, I'm telling you, man, when, when, when Raiders fans, you see let, let, let him make a big block in the game. Let, let Joshua Jacobs run right behind him and score a touchdown and Jimmy Morrissey run up, <laughs> run up, you know, on an 80 yard run and, and chase him down and be like, hey, what's up, Josh? You, you, they're going to be like, oh, I like that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That That's really, really cool, man. Hey, well, well, great stuff, Chris, and, and keep up the good work. Uh, what do you got coming out? What do you got planned on this week uh, on, on DK Pittsburgh Sports? Like, what are you going to be writing about? And also, what you got coming up on the podcast this week on Locked On Steelers? We got a ton of breakdowns going down with the, who the Steelers drafted. Everyone's excited about Najee Harris. Really, the Steelers, they basically invest, invested in the trenches outside of the seventh-round pick here. They really just went straight up, you know, defense, defensive line, offensive line, tight linebacker running back and, and that's the kind of a huge chest so we're breaking down what those picks were for how they fit into what the Steelers what direction the Steelers are going and of course you know with the pit players that are getting drafted we're going to be breaking down where they go and how they fit because there's a ton of guys that are spread around the league lots of stuff right at dkpittsburghsports.com we also cover Steelers Pirates Penguins nice pit, Penn State we got covered so if you're, if you're interested in any of the Penn State guys that bounce around the league like Michael Parsons going going to uh, going to the Cowboys, we got breakdowns there too. So check us out at dkpittsburghsports.com. Subscribe to Locked On Steelers podcast for your daily Steelers information that we always breaking it down. So there you go, right there. Sounds like a fun dude, man. I think Jimmy Morrissey is a good guy. I was listening to his interview that he did with Raiders.com, uh, just the media session following the draft. I think he's a really good dude. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He always has to work, work, work to get everything he's got. I think that's exactly the kind of guys that the Raiders need. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this dude ends up being on the practice squad and uh, you know just really getting a lot of good reps during practice uh, during training camp uh, also he could sit behind you know Nick Martin and, and sit behind Andre James but maybe he even pushes Nick Martin either way you look at it I think this is a guy that could be a good future pick maybe be a good player for the Raiders later on clearly a dude who works his tail off and I definitely appreciate Chris Carter for uh, you know joining the show to talk all things Jimmy Morrissey so that's going to do it now it's a done deal getting to no series is complete that's every one of the draft picks that the Raiders had from the 2021 NFL draft. I will be talking about a few of the undrafted free agents that they get. I will have a couple guys on next week talking about those guys. Plus, I'll have one or two of the players on themselves. I've already been kind of in negotiations and contact with some of these guys, so I'll have some of those on next week as well. So Raider Nation, I know it's the offseason, but we still go hard in the paint. That's how we get down. So enjoy your weekend. That's all I got for you. Remember, Mother's Day is on Sunday, so make sure you take care of your moms, take care of your wives, do what you got to do, man. Just uh, make sure you, you make that phone call or send some flowers or do something, man. Just just be on top of that. Don't let that uh, don't don't get caught slipping because then Monday might not come for you. So make sure that you take care of what you got to take care of. Uh, again, enjoy your weekend, man. We'll be back here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast on Monday. So until then, Raider Nation, stay safe. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your family. And most importantly, as always, just win, baby. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.